Welcome to Bad Kitty Media Pod, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything. I'm Joshi. I'm I'm here again. Yay! And I'm Ace. Uh, today I'll be hosting this episode. We're going to be talking about Star Wars, and we're going to be ranking all the episodes of Star Wars, as well as some series that we have both seen, and the standalone movies. Yeah. Anyways, um, so are we going to start with, like, the... Like the first Star Wars made, or are we gotta talk about the prequels, going to the next ones, and then the new ones. So we're just gonna start about the Star Wars series. Start with the Star Wars series in general. Oh, okay. Uh, but before we do that, we have a little brief segment from our producer. Hey guys, Andy here. I just wanted to plug our Patreon tier real quick. Uh, it's a tier specific to podcasters, so that you can have all of the images and the topics that we talk about, including the graphics that we use to go through our podcast, all for the low, low price of $4 a month. (laughs) Um, That way you don't have to put up with the other Patreon tiers if you don't want to. Um, We also have other Patreon tiers that involve photography, digital graphics, um, videography, whatever you guys are interested in. So yeah, check that out. We also have a website. You guys can check out all of our different services and our Instagram where we post pretty much daily. Back to the podcast. All right, Joshi. So what was your first experience with Star Wars? My first experience with Star Wars. My mom loves Star Wars. Like, she is a huge Star Wars fan. So, of course, I was shown Star Wars at a very young age, and I loved it. All the original Star Wars movies, 4, 5, and 6. And I, and I loved Star Wars. So Same for me, except it was my sister. My sister uh, was not born in 1977 when the first uh, Star Wars came out, but my mother went to it uh, when it came out, I believe. Um, and my sister had grew, grew up with it in the household, mm-hmm. and ever since uh, I was a kid, I grew up with the first four Star Wars movies as well. We had them on VHS. Oh. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, but yeah, no. Nah. So, so, like, Star Wars is... I'm pretty sure all of you listeners have heard of Star Wars, obviously. It's pretty much the most popular pop culture series that I can think of. Star Wars or maybe, like, Jumanji. What? Jumanji. Jumanji. Out of everything. Out of everything. Jumanji. No, Star Trek's better. But Star Wars, anyways. Star Wars, obviously, you know, the first movie was released in 1977, followed in 1980 and 1983, and that's the original trilogy that we all know, the New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. And then later on... um, George Lucas returned to make a prequel trilogy. Uh, this started in 1999 with uh, The Phantom Menace, arguably with the best character of Star Wars, Jar Jar Binks. Oh, geez. And then followed again in 2002 by Attack of the Clones. And then in 05 with the best Star Wars movie. We'll get to this later. But the absolute best Star Wars movie in the world, Revenge of the Sith. I can agree with that at the end, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but... we'll have a little discussion. You know, right. and then after that, there's a very controversial um, sequel trilogy: The Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and Rise of Skywalker. That all came out pretty recently. Yes, but what's controversial about that is because George Lucas sold uh, sold Star Wars to Disney, and the as soon as he sold them, uh, Disney was starting to pump out Star Wars movies. Yeah, and and they also did something that made a lot of people, including my sister, very upset. They um they made the extended universe not canon anymore. My sister, back when she was my age in, in, in college, she was reading a lot of the extended universe books, and like she still has a lot of them in, in our attic somewhere. And so when she heard that it was bought by Disney and they made that not canon, she was pissed. Oh yeah, 
whenever uh, I found out it was bought by Disney and like they made the Force Unleashed games not canon, they weren't canon to begin with, but they were in like this limbo of being maybe. Yeah. So, um, and then they, and then just they dropped they, him out of they the They just dropped the, just like, they dropped him out of the airlock. Yeah. Literally. They just sent him into outer space to never be. Um, seen again. Yeah, they, they were putting the Sarlacc pit. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were dropping the Sarlacc pit. Uh, I'm not a gamer, but I have heard that the new Battlefront games, since the Disney acquisition, are mm-hmm. not as good. Is that true? Or is um, that just something people say to be I trendy? Have play, I've, played Battlef- I've played a little bit of Battlefront 1, the new one, but I've played mostly Battlefront 2, and it started off being a little little bad, but um, as time went on, it got, it got better, and I do enjoy playing it from... Here and there, because it's a fun game. Yeah, that's true. I played a few, a few rounds. Have you played the original Battlefronts? I've played the original Battlefront Two. Okay. The original Battlefront Two, and I remember whenever I first played it, I was so bad at games at that point. But like, it was so cool because it's like, oh wow, a Star Wars game because I'd never seen anything like that until like middle school. Yeah, I was I was a Wii gamer. (laughs) But anyways, let's punch into light speed and get into the meat of things. All right, now, now, now to discuss our favorite movies. So we're gonna be starting with the original trilogy: The New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. What was your opinion of the original trilogy, Josh? Okay, the original trilogy, starting with four. Um, I remember watching four, and I always, I've always liked the original trilogy because it's the first movies I've, I've watched. The classics. The classics. Cult classics. Why do you say cult classics? They're not cult classics. They're just good movies, anyways. Four. Um, 4 was just, it just opens up the universe, you know? It just, it lets the viewer into this whole, into the mind of George Lucas and showing, like, this whole broader universe. Like, there's something else out there in the universe, you know? Yeah, it in was... a galaxy far, far away. It was very open-ended and it was very, like, adventurous. Like, you start out with Luke... Skywalker, who's just this kid, he, especially because like I watched this as I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He, Luke Skywalker is just a kid, basically. He's a little, basically. Oh, he was a lot older than I was. Yeah, but he's just a kid, and he doesn't know what's going on. And then he gets brought into this galactic conflict, mm-hmm. and you get brought along with him, which is why I like that movie so much. It's like just the opening to this saga of you know laser sword fights and like death and war. But it starts out really curious and really yeah. humble in like this small desert town. Yeah, it's, exactly. And it's, especially for us, we were, grew up in a desert town. Yeah, we used to. so it's like wow, this relates to us a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, and the summers, it definitely felt like there was two suns out there, not just one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But with the with the Star Wars in 1977, it's just it's it's not my favorite movie by far. But I, I can enjoy watching it when I do watch yeah. it. If I, if I had to only watch one Star Wars movie, because I usually watch like three at a time or like one at a time. Or yeah. Two at a time, sorry. Not. If I had to just watch one, I would pick that one. That's a good starting off point. I think. Yeah, I it's just always a good starting off point. Yeah. Or if I was to show my friend, I'm like, hey, you've never seen Star Wars before? I'd start with that one. I would do that. It depends the person. Sometimes they need to go chronological to get the whole story, but if you start with the first, first one, then you'll always get a good reaction. Yeah. And then the next episode was Empire Strikes Back. That's the one um, after that. And in that episode, they go to Hoth and Dagobah. They go to Dagobah and and Bespin, Cloud City. And Cloud City. I thought that episode was really good, but it's not my favorite. It's... For a while, I thought it was not my favorite, but recently I've gotten back into it, and I'm like, holy crap. People are like, 
people are right. This is one of the best Star Wars movies. Yeah, there's a lot of lore and a lot of action. There's a lot of lore and action, and it's just a good movie. Yeah, and then it sets up like a lot of you know the characters that we are come that we come to be more familiar with in the prequel trilogy, like you know the history of Darth Vader and Yoda. Yeah, because we didn't really know much about Yoda in the first movie. We didn't know anything about Yoda. No, Yoda was not in there. Yeah, so that's what I like about that movie because you know it it shows a lot of things that you were exposed to in the prequel trilogy if you saw the prequel trilogy. And, you know, it starts making sense. Once you see that movie after seeing the prequel trilogy, you're like, oh. Oh, yeah. It makes sense. You know. And I also really liked the the lessons in that movie with uh, Luke Skywalker and uh, Yoda doing the force training. Oh, yeah. And Luke Skywalker going like, oh, no, it's too big. And Yoda's like, no. No. You just need to do it. And I think that's just a good life lesson in general. Even if something's too big to tackle, you just have to. Dude, you, there you is You just no have try. to tackle it. Yeah. Do there is no try. Exactly. That's, just, that's that's a good. That's just great. Yeah. Yoda, one of the best characters. One of the best characters, exactly. Well, but like, um, even with like, I was thinking of whenever we first get introduced to to that to Dagaba, uh, how Luke crashes his X-wing into the swamp, and I'm like, wow, I. Remember seeing that for like the first few times as a kid. I'm like, this is neat. This is super cool. Like, I don't know. It's just something enchanting about it. I think the part of that episode that got me the most, oddly enough, is the scene where Yoda is messing with Luke. Mm-hmm. Where he's like, like, like he's walking around him, grabbing his stuff mm-hmm. and like taking his food. And Luke's like, I'm looking for Yoda. <laughs> he just doesn't know there's a little creepy dude. Is Yoda? Little, little, little guy. Little little du- little swamp dude. Mm-hmm. I love that. And but then he, re- he reveals himself, and then Luke's like, "Oh what? Oh what? This guy's the most. Powerful. You're the legendary Yoda. This little tiny swamp dude. Mm-hmm. I love that. But that part always stuck with me. I I liked how they split Luke off into his own storyline, the A plot and B plot. I for agree. Like with um, Han, Leia, Solo, C three PO, and the Millennium Falcon. That's not really working out because they're trying to fix it. They're on the run, and they're trying to fix it. While Luke's over there training. Yeah, I like that it separates our protagonist. So Luke has his coming of age. And Han Solo has his like moment of realization that like maybe he should be part of something bigger. Rather yeah. than just fighting for himself. Because in the first movie, he was all in it for himself. Oh, definitely. And the second movie is where it really marked him as like... A galactic hero. Yeah. Even though he still goes back to being kind of so- solo. Yeah. But you know, it, it definitely is a huge character... A huge character arc movie, I think. And then uh, to fast forward a little bit through the movie, the duel between Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader finally. Oh, that scene was epic. Yeah, that that duel between them was... It showed how much of... Uh, how advanced Darth Vader was to Luke Skywalker, even though Luke Skywalker thought he was... He was the head honcho. Like, he thought he was a hero that could take on Darth Vader. I think that fight really humbled Luke because he did a little bit of training and he's like, you know what? I can take on Darth Vader. Yeah. Darth Vader is someone who had been training since he was a little kid and he was already one of the most powerful up-and-coming Jedi. The only problem is he was very emotional. Oh, yeah. He was He was insanely powerful. And then even with his, like, suit and his limitations... He was still... He was legendary. He was, he was super powerful. He was legendary and, like, absolutely terrifying. And Luke, this just little desert kid, comes up and... Thinks he can take Darth Vader yeah. and gets humbled real fast. Gets humbled real fast, but Darth Vader was taking it easy on him. Oh yeah, because he was taking. He knew that was the his only son. reason that Luke lost his hand was because Luke got a lucky strike on him. Oh yeah, 
And the only reason he didn't lose his life, I think, is because Darth Vader didn't want to kill him. Darth Vader wanted to convert him. Yeah, Gon wanted to convert him because it was his it was his son. So he knows his son is capable of being almost as powerful, if not more powerful, than he is. Yeah. So he's like, I'm, I'm going to cut off this kid's arm. I had that happen when I was a kid. <laughs> you know, it'll it'll teach him a lesson, and then he'll join the dark side. Oh, yeah. That's, that, that's exactly what Darth Vader was thinking. But, and, and then fast forward a little bit more, it shows, well... Before the duel, Han Solo gets frozen in carbonite and taken away by Boba Fett to go... I love you, I know. <laughs> I, lo I love you, I know. That's, that's that was a thing. real rock star moment. That was a rock star moment. But um, it just it's, it just sets up the next movie. Because Han Solo gets taken away by Boba Fett to go face um, Jabba. Jabba the Hutt. And the whole crew is like, oh... We have to go get him at some point. Yeah, because the, the movie ends kind of on that, like kind yeah. of a cliffhanger. Like but it's very open. We gotta talk about one of the greatest characters in the fifth Star Wars, Lando Calrissian. Yes, <laughs> sorry. Yes, Lando Calrissian. That man is so cool, and we're he's, gonna come back to this so, in a little he's bit. Smooth and suave. But it's so fun to see young Lando Calrissian in Solo. It's he's so suave. Yes, so, so suave. So suave. So smooth. Uh, I'm pretty sure my mom still has a crush on Lando. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we are into Star Wars 6. My personal favorite Star Wars. Revenge of the Sith. No. Not Revenge of the Sith. Return of the Jedi. Oh. Return of the Jedi. Well, yeah, I was just hoping that you would agree with me. But okay. Return okay. of the Jedi. I guess right. we'll go in the correct order. Return, Return of, of the, the Jedi. Jedi. Return of the Jedi is one of my favorites because... Um, it's just... It always related to me because I've always choose that one because that one had the most action, the most cool parts of it, and it's just it's just cool to me. And my favorite thing is that it had a redemption. Like there was a redemption arc, especially there. for Darth Vader, who is my favorite character, which I'll explain more when we talk about the prequel trilogy. Mm -hmm. But Darth Vader has always been my favorite character um, since I was a little kid. Mm -hmm. So seeing him get redeemed from the dark side to the last side in his last moments. Like, nice. I thought that was a very beautiful moment. Um, Luke Skywalker is my favorite character of all time. And just this movie just shows his prowess. And it just it shows how he's... He's a, matured quite he's a bit. He's matured and he becomes the, a Jedi Knight. Yeah. The last Jedi. Because in Empire Strikes Back, he, 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 he obviously makes some progress. But a lot of it is superficial. And I think after all the events of that movie, he had to look to... Him, to inside himself as most Jedi have to mm -hmm. do and like figure out his philosophy and how he's going to do things. And there's a huge time gap, not a huge, but a few year time gap between the two movies. Um, and that time gap shows in the way Luke Skywalker looks and how he carries himself. Yeah. He's not some cocky kid from Tatooine who found the lightsaber. He's a humble Jedi. He's a Jedi Knight. He is the last Jedi Knight as far as we know. And yeah. he comes up to Jabba's palace with that attitude and with, you know, that humble, that humble prowess that he has. He, he looks like a Black Panther. Yeah. Like the, those cats, they like mm -hmm. prowl through the, the forest, but you can tell how powerful they are, even though they're just very low key. But with uh, Star Wars 6, it starts off just like the first one started with just C-3PO and R2-D2. I love that. C the voice. The bo yeah, the boys. <laughs> but they go into Jabba's palace and trying to set up a whole thing to go get Han Solo. And the plan doesn't go quite as well. It so. goes off the rails. Oh, yeah. He falls into the, the pit with the beast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Luke Skywalker, after the plan really just takes a nosedive, Luke Skywalker actually shows up looking super cool and all that. 
but he falls into the into the uh, pit with uh, that rancor. Oh, rancor! That's what it's called. Yeah, I almost called it a sarlacc. But the rancor actually, it still kind of holds up the animation with it. Oh yeah, it still kind of holds up. The visual effects of like the original trilogy, like when you look back compared to what we have today, they look a little crusty. A little bit. But when you look at the methods to how they did it, it's like, it blows your mind. Because nowadays, they're like, oh, let's just uh, animate it. But back then, yeah. they didn't have it. Like, the amount of hard work that they put into the visual effects of this movie is insane. That is. And the fact that it still looks good today, like the Rancor, it's yeah, amazing. It's amazing. But it shows... And it looks uncanny and creepy, which mm -hmm. is supposed to. It is. Because it's a big space beast. It's a terrifying space it's beast. It's a terrifying space beast that is, has snot all over it, too. Because it's it's like it's just like it looks like as if you took a English bulldog and made it just super ugly, like uglier than mix what it, an English bulldog with a frog and make it like twenty feet tall and can crush bones with its mouth. Oh yeah, it looks like your dog Duke. Uh no, <laughs> he he's a real G. <laughs> but um, continuing on with the story, uh, they eventually go to the Sarlacc pit. Uh, Han, Leia. 3PO, Chewie, Lando, you know, Lando. Ever, well, Lando's in disguise. Yes, because, because he's still there. Yeah, he's in, he's there. He's the real G. But, he, he's making up for his betrayal. Oh, we have to talk about this scene. Whenever Boba Fett, the number one bounty hunter in the galaxy, falls into falls. the rank, well, trips and falls into the rancor. Doesn't he survive though? Like, isn't it? We we don't know that just yet. Okay, but that's for, true. For a while, we were like, oh. Well, there he goes. Yeah, that was the weakest, like, excuse for Boba Fett dying. Like, he's this legendary... Bounty hunter. Bounty hunter. I don't think he's actually Mandalorian, is he? Uh, yes. He is? Okay. He is. Okay. Because, like, he comes from a long line of Fets that... He's a clone of Jango Fett, you know this. Yes. But we'll talk about this here in a little while. Yeah. And then him, all legendary, falls into this pit. Yeah, he falls into a pit... This tentacle monster with a beak. Tentacle monster with beak. So sushi. Yeah, calamari. Yeah, he fell into sushi. He fell into space calamari. <laughs> Basically. You know, and that scene where um, Han Solo is about to fall in, well, and he's reaching up to Lando and Chewie. No, uh, Lando, Lando was... Oh, it was fall. the other way around. It was, it was Lando. Lando. And then was, Han Solo was Han blind and just like, he's grab blind. my arm. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, I can see a lot better with a blaster pointed at, at Lando. Oh, I can to, see fine now. I can see fine now. Just just hold on. Just hold it. Just don't move. <laughs> don't move. Don't make any sudden movements. <laughs> and Lando had to just sit there and take that. Lando's like, aim a little higher. Aim a little higher. <laughs> but um, I think that one, I think out of the three movies, that one closes off the trilogy really well. Oh yeah, it closes Especially the like really well. the bit with Endor, uh, how they all go back to the Ewoks and, mm -hmm. and that Endor village and burn Darth Vader. I can Darth understand Vader. why people are upset about the Ewok village. Why? They because they're just space teddy bears. Why is because that a bad thing? Because they're space teddy bears. And the thing is, if they had like different aliens there, I think it would have got maybe accepted a little bit more. But like them being like little teddy bears was only to sell merch. Yeah, I guess that's true. That is, that's the merch. Just like the, the Porgs in Star Wars 7. Oh my goodness, the Porgs are so cute. See? that That's them. Yeah, but I've never bought a Porg merch. My mom was very close to. I want to <laughs> buy a Kylo Ren mask, but... Anyways, we'll get to them later. Yeah. But, um, with the duel between Luke Skywalker and Vader in this one, it was just, it showed that they were... 
they were equal. They, no one was, be well, Luke was a little bit better than Vader, and Vader was like, whoa, 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 what? I have to go full strength on him, because I, I'm trying to defend my master. Well, you do remember, so the battle starts out with Emperor Palpatine, or Darth Sidious, mm -hmm. um, the Senate, the, the, Senate, the yeah. only Senate. The Senate. The Senate. He uh, he's trying to lure Luke to the dark side, and Luke's like, "No, this is not going to happen. My friends are not going to die, and you will fail." Mm -hmm. And Emperor Palpatine's like, "No, you're already here. Like, I have Darth Vader. I have your lightsaber. You're powerless now. You might as well join us. Give in mm -hmm. to your dark side." And Luke stands up to him, and kind of like then Darth Vader comes in, and then he loses that battle. He starts getting shocked. By the force lightning and he it seems like it, it's the end for luke yeah. but then that's when darth vader has his moment he's like this is this what is my son this, this is, is my son this is my blood and this is what's happening to him this is what's happening to him what am i doing and why am i defending the guy that's trying to kill my son why am i defending the guy who is the reason padme died yeah and then he realizes what he's done and then he reconciles with himself and decides to all right i'm gonna go i'm gonna save my son and he force chokes that guy straight no. off the cliff. Well, he uh, he picks up with all his strength, remaining strength, and throws Sidious down the 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 reactor. I think I don't know. It's not the reactor core, but like it's it's, it's a just a giant big, tube in the spacecraft that they're yeah. in inside yeah. the second Death Star. Yeah. So it's probably just like the main power. It's a it's a, it's a shaft. Yeah. It's a maintenance shaft uh, yeah, with sure. really bad handrails. I suppose. That would no. be an well, ultra there violation. Hand, there was handrails. They he threw him over the handrails and then he was leaning up against it. Against I think that should be an he was getting, violation. He was getting shocked by Palpatine's lightning and just... Yeah, he was getting shocked as he was picking him up. So he really failed after that. Yeah, especially because he's an electronic being at that point. Well, he that... was he was said to be more machine than man. Yeah. But, like, he was still man. But he, he relied... Yeah, he, he relied on those machines. So he sacrificed himself for his son instead mm -hmm. of letting his son sacrifice himself. And then just... Definitely the best redemption. Of best any. redemption and... Yeah, no, that and was... And then you guys see his bald favorite. little funny head. You see him and he's just like, he's a cute little guy. Yeah, he's a cute little guy. He, he looks like, like a... He, he looks like he's a soft, loving person. He, he, his skull looks like he needs one of those skull caps. Maybe, but... <laughs> oh, jeez. Anyways. Again... Star Wars 6, my favorite. Now we're going to start with the prequel trilogy. Yeah, let's go. The prequel trilogy. The least controversial of the the additions to the Star Wars series, I would say. Because, yeah. disclaimer, I do think the prequels are kind of weird, but I absolutely love them. Yeah. Like, they Just, didn't feel like... One thing I didn't like about them is that they didn't have the same vibe as the original Star Wars. Up until the third movie, the first two had a different vibe, I think. A, a, a totally different vibe. Totally different. But I still loved them. Yeah. Like, uh, the first episode in the series, in the saga, is A Phantom Menace. And that one starts out with Qui-Gon Jinn and young um, Obi-Wan Kenobi and young Anakin and young Padme and that weird flying dude and the pod racers. Oh, Watto? Yeah, Watto. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Watto is the best character. He's the most powerful character ever. No, no Darth Maul. Darth Maul is one of the Darth Maul is one of the scariest Sith that's portrayed in the movies. Oh, he's he's, he's in terrifying. the cartoons. There's different ones, he's but you know, he's terrifying. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's terrifying. So. What do you think of that movie? I think that, um, although it was kind of weird, like it was, it was 
It's totally weird. It's different than the first few. I enjoyed some parts of it, like the duels, uh, like the the duel of fates. Duel of fates. Oh, that was man. an amazing duel. The way they did that one was so it good. Just it opened up the universe a little bit more. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially because it showed a universe where there were Jedi's. There were Jedi's. There were a council of Jedi. The Jedi Order was was present. And it shows the droids, and it shows like before the Clone Wars, which weren't really established yet at the time, but it was mentioned in the original series. They mentioned yeah, the Clone Wars, the Clone Wars, but we knew nothing about it until later when they started releasing, you know, series yeah. like the first episode. Yeah. Um, I really, really liked the scene, like I said, the Duel of Fates, where mm -hmm. it was Obi Wan Kenobi and Qui Gon Jinn versus Darth Maul. That was a very intense scene. It was intense. It was insanely intense. And what was even cooler is while that was happening, Anakin, this little tiny little baby boy, little little fresh-faced kid, was flying a uh, Republic... No, it was, a, like, it was a Naboo starfighter. A Naboo starfighter and destroys the control ship for the droids. Yeah. This, like, 11-year-old kid. Like, I... That... One, that's what I like about that episode as well, is it, it sets the scene for, you know, the prodigy that Anakin is mm -hmm. to become. Like, he's this kid who's never been formally trained, and he beats all these other people at a pod race, and he mentions that pod racing isn't really something humans usually do. It's yeah. usually other aliens. He's the only human kid doing it. Mm -hmm. And he beats it. And he, he wins. He beats Sebulba. He beats Sebulba. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that guy. <laughs> and then immediately after that, gets recruited to be a Jedi. Oh, yeah. Because of his midichlorians. Well, he was... He was taken to uh, Coruscant to see if the Jedi Order would take him because he was older than most Jedi uh, Padawans would be. He was already the age where he would already be a, under a master. Yeah. Because they would usually, Jedi would usually take children, like babies and stuff, to train them as Jedi rather, and make them Jedi rather than having a already established human kid become a Jedi. Yeah. And this movie also establishes Anakin's downfall. Uh, his mother, I would argue, is, is his weakness. Oh, yeah. His greatest weakness. Because he had to leave his mother back on Tatooine. So, you know, that, at first, like, as we see, in that movie, it doesn't make too much of a difference. Obviously, he's sad to meet her, but like, later in the series, especially episode two, mm -hmm. that's when that becomes his downfall. Yeah. But, um, fast-forwarding into episode two... Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. That one I thought was my least favorite of the origin of the prequel trilogy. It was a good movie, but it's, I it was kind of just filler. For myself, me. I used to love it because Same. because of the Coliseum scene. That was cool. Oh, where they they're all like tied up and uh, all the clone they they get tied up to be executed. But they get tied up to get executed. Then the Jedi show up, and then the clones show up. Oh man! And then it just becomes, and then Mace Windu kills Jango. Then it just becomes a, a whole beat-em-up. Yeah. And then that scene with the factory, right before they get caught, I thought that was a kind of cool scene. Uh, the one in the factory? Yeah, the droid factory. They, yeah. they end up in a droid factory. And then Anakin, all of them, all kind of go on their own little misadventures within that factory. Anakin mm -hmm. almost gets his hand cut off. His lightsaber gets broken. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then the funny scene, like, Obi-Wan's going to kill me for this. Obi-Wan's going to kill He's like, not me. again. I broke my lightsaber. <laughs> but uh, in the beginning of the movie... It starts off whenever they're they're over the skies of Coruscant, and Padme Amidala, Senator Padme Amidala, is um, try, is gonna. There's an assassination attempt on her. Oh, that weird, uh, the the weird um, 
uh, assassin no, girl that like not the assassin girl this time. I think it, I don't know. No, what, that's the assassin. The girl. assassin girl blew up the that uh, Naboo ship. No, she's the, the one who tries to the, kill those, Padme, and then they chase her. Yeah, I know. And then once they find her, that, Jango kills her. That's after the ship blows up. Oh, oh, we're thinking of a different scene. Okay, so at the beginning of the movie, it starts off with the Naboo ship flying into flying to Coruscant, mm-hmm. and it's all cloudy and stuff, and they land on a platform, and then the ship blows up. We think Padme dies, but no, she's in a little starfighter that she's like, because that was the decoy. Oh, so the decoy dies, and the then decoy she's dies, like, and she's out. sad about it, and then, and then they have to leave because there could have been more people trying to kill her. Oh, okay, I forgot about that. Part. Yeah. I was thinking of the different... The talking other about the whole assignment. space worms? Yeah, the space... What? The little space the space worms that okay, Obi Wan and Anakin are bodyguarding Padme yeah. because they were put on an assignment. Too. And Anakin is being kind of emo. Yeah, Anakin's listening to some MCR. Yeah, he's big now. He's like an actual teenage like teenager like Luke's teen- age. Yeah, and he was he, he was, was like, very emo. Let's was, be honest. He was listening to MCR while he was like, I can feel everything going on in that room. And he has a mechanical arm. And so well, no, not, sh- yet. not yet. Not yet. Oh, that's in the th- okay. That's at the end of the movie. So this this Anakin is like in the middle beginning of the cl- actually no the beginning of the Clone. Wars. Like this is the like before the Clone Wars actually start. Okay. It starts. The movie starts with the and it ends as the War, Clone Wars. Starts. And ends as the Clone okay. Wars starts. But anyways, um, space worm, space centipede worms. So this little assassination droid comes in, opens up a little tube, and shoots in some. Space centipedes to go kill her. Oh, okay. And then Anakin and Obi Wan like, I can worms. feel that. Worms. I can feel the worms. <laughs> I can feel the worms. So, like, so Anakin, like a big tough guy, just runs in and just slashes those little guys around. And then Obi Wan, like a total Chad, jumps out the window <laughs> to grab the little oh, yeah. and flies around on it. Uh, <laughs> that that chase scene I thought was pretty cool. It was a cool chase scene, yeah. And, and then like they go the, into the, the bar. The sounds of it. The oh. sounds of it are just in, like, in Oh, the weird... The little... Oh, yeah. And then, like, the chirps and all the... Like, and dude. The, and the... John, 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 John. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... I think that movie is pretty cool. It's a cool movie. And it shows the Jedi again... And it shows their turmoil that how they're becoming more warriors than peacekeepers. Yeah. And it shows that their numbers are being spread thin across the galaxy, trying to keep the peace while also fighting a war, which isn't right because it's not again it's it's against their code. So, do you want to talk about the um, the next movie first, or should we talk about the Clone Wars stuff? Because we can the um, the Clone Wars take place in between Episode Two and Episode Three, as we all know. Yes, we could, but. Real quick, we're episode two. Coliseum scene where all the Jedi and clones are fighting droids, and then Obi Wan and Anakin go duel Count Dooku. And you know, oh, that, that scene! That was, was an okay duel. Epic. It was a it was it was a good duel. And that's when he gets his and then he gets off. his arm cut off, but his hands come off, cut off by Dooku, and then Yoda fights fights Dooku, and that's a cool. That's so cool seeing, seeing that little little Yoda jump around, and jump around, and just be super. Like nimble, and then we find out that wasn't didn't we find out that uh, Dooku was uh, Qui Gon Jinn's master? Uh huh. Which I thought was pretty intense. It sucks that I could ne- I never saw like Qui Gon in like confront Dooku. I thought that would have been cool, but Maybe. that was not in the cards. Yeah. Um, but at the end, Anakin and Padme get married because they had this whole love uh, 
this love arc throughout the whole movie. Where he hates sand. Where he hates sand, but um, yeah. he loves Padme. They go on and a little they, vacation. And he gets a robotic hand, and they get married, and, and it was super nice. All right. The Clone Wars. We'll start with... We'll, we'll, we'll cliff notes it, because I don't want to... We can't spend, like, too, too long. Yeah. We'll, we'll just go over the main series. So... There's two main Clone Wars series in Star Wars that we're talking about. The main one is uh, an older one. It's called Star Wars Clone Wars. It's a 2013, sorry, 2003 Clone Wars series by Tark, by Tartoski, Tartoskvi, Tartokoski. It's <laughs> it. it's a it's a it's a cool name. Um, he was the creator of Samurai Jack, and this is a limited series, and it's a ton of like mini episodes, and there's a few seasons. It basically starts immediately after Attack of the Clones. And goes up towards uh, episode three. And it depicts young Anakin, Obi-Wan Kenobi in the Clone Wars, Yoda, Count Dooku, Mace Windu. And there's this really, really cool character called Asajj Ventress, who's not in the main series. She's insanely badass. I highly recommend this Clone Wars series to everyone because you can watch it in a day or two. Uh, it's not a very heavily plot driven in the sense but that there's a, not a very, fun time. Oh, it's a fun time. There's not very much like dialogue. A lot of it is just really intense fight sequences. Yeah. Like th some of the most intense fight sequences I think we've ever seen up to this point. Cause in animation, you have a lot more freedom. It shows how much of a force to be reckoned with Jedi really are. It shows like mm -hmm. a scene with Mace Windu against like a hundred super battle droids. Yeah. And he destroys all of them because in the movies before this, they didn't really have the technology to show all the force powers that Jedi could have and yeah. how nimble they are. But with this animation, you see Mace Windu and Obi-Wan Kenobi being absolutely forces to be reckoned with. And it shows Grievous as well being this absolute menace yeah. who kills Jedi. Like it yeah. shows. And kills then, Shaggy. And then there's a lot of emotional arc with Anakin in there. But I think the main takeaway from this Clone Wars series is just you can see how powerful the Jedi and Sith really are in yeah. this series. And then now we go to the other Clone Wars series. This one, Which you're is, a bit more familiar okay. with. Okay, with this, the newer Clone Wars series that just ended recently. Um, that one was in 2008. It shows, yes, it started in 2008, and then it, it spanned all the way to, what, 2020? Or 2021. Or, I think so, yeah. Quite a while. It to 2020, 12. I think. But, like, with the... With that one, it just shows all these mini stories between, like, it shows um, what the Jedi were doing and the Clone Wars and what the and clones themselves, and what their stories were. Because it shows that they were not just soldiers, they were people, you know? And even though they were clones of, of, of a bounty hunter, they still had their own personalities. They still had their own personalities. And it shows there's trials and tribulations. Yeah, and that series was a lot more plot driven. Oh yeah, there was a because for the first two seasons, not so much, but like when the later series seasons, there was there was clear plot and it just it showed character development of of different like Jedi that are no, well known today, and just it shows it shows Anakin Skywalker. It shows the global conflict that happened in between Episode two and three. Yeah, because in Episode three, it's kind of almost already wrapped up. It's already it's already it's, at its waning moments yes yeah. and and you know you see that the fall of the republic and then episode two it's just the beginning of the war so i think the movies leave a huge gap that needs to be filled and the clone war series does an amazing job in filling in the mm -hmm. lore and what happens as well as star wars rebels i've heard is, um, isn't that similar to that one or is that a completely star different? wars rebels is takes place um i don't remember i haven't really seen it because i didn't really want to see it 
because I was I was a huge stand for uh, the newer Clone Wars series, and um, uh, yeah, no, I didn't I didn't see it. <laughs> oh no, the Star Wars Rebels is way later. Yeah, yeah, I forgot I said it's that. It's way later. It's that's it in the original trilogy. The, Re- the rebellion was around. Yeah, that takes place after like, Episode Three. Yeah. Okay, so forget I said that. So the Clone Wars series is really like the best bridge. Yeah, best bridge into the to Episode Three yeah. and furthermore. Furthermore, my favorite Star Wars movie, Revenge of, of the, the Sith. Sith. Yeah. That episode, I think, is the best in the prequel trilogy. Oh yeah. And I think one of the best overall. Probably not the best movie, but I think that one's my favorite. It's it's really good. Main reason being, it shows Anakin's fall. Like, you see a way more matured Anakin than in episode two. Um, in episode two where he, you know, he kills all the Tusken Raiders. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of his br- turning point from being like this really troubled Jedi to like an angry Jedi. Yeah. And then in episode three, you can see how much more he's struggling with his anger and his emotions. And it comes to a boiling point where he's talking to Palpatine and Palpatine promises, um, you know, that he, through the dark side, kind of like alludes to the dark side that Anakin can prevent death. So he, he slowly like gets Anakin He turning. gets seduced, he gets seduced yeah, to the seduced dark side. And it's throughout the whole movie. In the beginning, it's kind of like a little bit, but then by the end, there is no Anakin. He's Darth Vader. No, he becomes Darth Vader. The hero from the Clone Wars uh, is no more. Yeah. He, it fully becomes Darth Vader, the ruthless Jedi killer. Yeah, and the best part about it is like y- you can relate with him. You can see where Anakin's kind of coming mm-hmm. from. You can see the pain that he's gone through, especially from the first two movies and the Clone Wars. He's been through some hell. He's been through hell. And, and all he wants to do is protect the ones he loves. And he was seduced by the dark powers that be that the best way to protect the ones he loves is through the dark side, which is the exact opposite. Which isn't, which wasn't right, but Palpatine yeah. had other, um, other motives. Other motives, yeah. And then once he was in, like, he couldn't go back. He had already. Yeah, he gone too far. In this one scene, whenever he's in the Jedi um, council room, and no, not that one. It's another one where he's kind of tearing up and he realizes what he's done, but he's gone too far to go back. Because he's on Mustafar, and he's crying on this uh, walkway, and he's like, he, you can see how he feels on the inside. Like he's like, I know what I've done. Was it? Is it worth it? What? Why am I doing this? And then he's like, okay, well I'm this far. I need to save Padme. Yeah. I also really like the tone of this movie in comparison to the other two. Dark. 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 The other ones were very bright and orange, you know, and this one was just. It's dark, darker tones. It's yeah, there. It just. It starts out with them like going to a uh, rebel freighter, not rebel. Um, uh, it's a uh, separatist freighter. It's, it's like a no, giant ship, and then they have uh, they find Count Dooku, and this is the scene where An- Anakin kills Count Dooku, mm-hmm. which is very iconic because that comes up later in the episode. He kills Count Dooku, you know, gives into the dark. I think that's the first step he takes they to the dark takes side. Into the dark side because. Uh, Jedi aren't supposed to kill like that. They're, they can they can kill if they're armed and trying to kill them. But Dooku um, was not a threat at the moment. He was his hands were his gone. hands. Anakin cut off his hands and he had his lightsabers across his throat. And the only reason why he really killed him is because Palpatine, his trusted confidant, his father-like figure, said, "Do it, do it, do it." <laughs> <laughs> do it. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and then you got to see a bit more of General Grievous. I don't think General Grievous was as badass in the movies in the as movies, he was in the clone. But in he, the, was already, he was injured yeah. already because in the Tarkovsky one or whatever. In the O3 Clone Wars. Dude, he was. He was. He got crushed by Mace So Winter. terrifying. He was terrifying. In that movie, he was an absolute insect. He was terrifying until he got his whole abdomen crushed by uh, Mace, Mace Windu. Windu. So in the so third he was, movie, he was, he was kind of crippled already. Yeah. But it, you, man, he's a badass character. And in that movie, he was just kind of a weird character. He was kind of, he, I enjoyed his fight scene with Obi-Wan. Oh, his uh, his fight scene with Obi-Wan, I think, was top ten fight oh, scenes. Oh, yeah. It was pretty good. But uh, It was very interesting, because it wasn't Jedi and Jedi. It was machine It was versus machine Jedi. versus Jedi. So uh, he didn't have the force, but he had brute, like, brute, brute force. Brute strength, brute and he strength. had articulation that no human could have. He had yeah. four arms and four lightsabers. Like, he was a machine. Oh, yeah. And I find it really cool that the way Obi-Wan finally bested him is with a blaster, not a uh, lightsaber. But we know that humans can do that because of visions. Um, but, okay. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, okay. With Star Wars Visions, there was, a, there was this gal that was able to, like, have a machine do her lightsaber things for her. It was like an umbrella. We'll talk about Star Wars Visions after we're done with the movies, but... But <laughs> no human is capable of having four arms. Yes. So that's why Count, not Count Dooku, General right. Grievous was so... He was... A force to be... He was designed to, to kill Jedi. He was designed to kill Jedi, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I think that movie was very good. Especially, you know, the beginning of it, it's like very gloomy and it's like coming it's to already, an end. It's, of already, war. It's, it's already kind of gloomy in the, in it's the beginning. War, it's like war-hardened gloomy. Like, yeah. they're all tired. And you see clones dying left and right. And then it gets to the point where, like, they have a few good victories. Like, where yeah. they kill General Grievous... And, you know, they're making progress. And then Anakin goes to the dark side. And that's when everything falls apart. Order 66. Order 66. And then the most heart-wrenching scene when he says Order 66. And then it cuts to, like, different squadrons of clones who, like, look at their, at like, their communicator at their... and see him. Mm-hmm. And then they look over at the Jedi that they've been fighting with mm-hmm. for years. For because years. that's how the for, clone... For it was years. Jedi, like, they were hand friends. in hand. They yeah, were they were friends. comrades. They were... Brothers in arms. They were friends. They were. They did not. And the clones just had to turn around and shoot them in the because back. Because they and had it was the inhibitor chip. Heart wrenching. And so they had no control over what they were doing. Although some actually did, but um, yeah. um, it's just it's so heart wrenching. Especially the one that I find a little bit more heartbreaking is the one where um, Ayla Ail- Sakura. Um, she's a blue Twi'lek. Yes, on, I know what you're on Felucia, about. and her there's episodes with her and Bly, her uh, clone commander, um, in the Clone Wars, and you see them all buddy buddy. But then whenever you see the Clone Wars and then see this scene, it's just like oh, oh Dang. no, ah, that hurts. And a very sad scene too is where Anakin had to kill the Jedi yeah, young, the young. That he one, walks up and one. they and they all look up to him. They're like, "Master Skywalker, we know." Like they, they're all excited because they don't know what's going on. They don't. And they see a familiar face who they think is a Jedi. They Not anymore. Their, they think is their is a master Jedi that will take them home and be yeah. and protect them. They're scared. And they're scared. All and of then, a sudden, he pulls out his lightsaber, and you can see the kid like take a step back, and that's like he jolts, and it's like it's that see, just hurts. You see the life drain from his his eyes. You see all the hope drain from his eyes, and you see that. 
he knows that it's over. Yeah, that that was heart wrenching. That that right there, I think, was like the no going back point yeah. for Anakin. Like there was a lot of different points that he'd gone through, like killing his mother, killing Count Dooku. No, wait, he didn't kill his mother. Killing the people who killed his mother. Sorry, killing the Tusken Raiders, killing Count Dooku, and all the like anger and rage. But I think that's the point where, for me, it seals him as Darth Vader. Yeah. Because that's something a Jedi wouldn't do. I can I totally understand did. a Jedi killing, like, an enemy who's killed Jedi. Yeah, but he's Or killed killing him. people who killed their mom. But I think the killing the Jedi younglings, killing one killing, of his own. Killing Jedi in general. Killing any other Jedi, I think, is what sealed that moment. He walked into that building, Anakin, and left that building as Darth Vader, I think. As Darth Vader, yeah. And I think that's, you know... But that scene when he's walking with the 501st, that was, it's a cool scene, but you know what's going to happen. Yeah, like, it's cool because these they're walking, like, in this mm-hmm. twilight, you know, his eyes are all red. They're walking up to the building. Wind swept through his beautiful mm-hmm. hair. And you're like, dang. Dang. He's, he's about to kill some kids. He's got he's to kill all these guys. But um, fast forward through the movie to get to the point where he's just solidified Darth Vader and he's on Mustafar after killing all of the Trade Federation, the Techno Union, and everything, everything separate, separatist. Basically, the that's the moment where they end the war. That's that's the moment when the war... And when the Empire takes ends, over. And then the when Empire's Palpatine over. takes over. Yeah. And then the duel of uh, the Battle of the Heroes. Oh, man. That one is one of the most emotional duels. It's an emotional duel. And I it think just, it's the most emotional. But it shows how advanced Obi-Wan is against Anakin. Even though Anakin's the most powerful Jedi. Um, Obi-Wan's Obi-Wan still his master. Trumps him. Yeah. Still his master. I think that also shows a lot of the, the difference between the dark side and the light side. Obi-Wan, he's very emotional. Because Anakin is like a son to him. A brother. His brother. His, yeah. His, his brother. His... That's his... He has grown with Anakin since episode one. Like, mm-hmm. they have developed together for so long and created a relationship and then you know he has to he sees Anakin do these things and he has to do something oh yeah and he holds it together most of the fight like he stays on his A game knows his techniques and is very strategic Mm -hmm. Anakin on the other hand is just full rage at this point he's like oh you underestimate me I'm the most powerful I'll show you that yeah and that's his downfall is his cockiness and his anger I think he would have won that fight if he, if he had a level head like Obi-Wan. A little bit more of a level head, but yeah. like he was using uh, passion and strength like a Sith would rather than calm and tempt like a Jedi would. Yeah, I think Sith have more raw power than Jedi, but Jedi have more finesse. Yes, exactly. And and they, and they to get into a little bit more technical things, the two lightsaber forms that they use, I think uh, Obi-Wan uses form two and... Uh, Anakin uses Form 3 or something like that, but um, Form 2 is more defensive, while Form 3 or 4 is um, more, like, quick strikes, trying to use power, just power and strike. You can see that, because Anakin's, like, wailing on him as hard as he can. While Obi-Wan's just defending. Yeah, because Obi-Wan doesn't want to have to do this, but he, he, he knows he has to. So he's not, like, directly attacking, but he's also aiming to disarm. It looks like mm-hmm. he's aiming to disarm. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Anakin is just it's going for the kill shot. He's like, oh, shot. you're against me? You can exist. Yeah. It's, and it's just, this, the whole duel is so good. It's so good. Like, the lava spewing everywhere. Both of them just, like, Anakin, like, breaking down and screaming. Mm-hmm. And you can see his eyes, like, red and just at angry. The, at the end of the duel, whenever um, Anakin was going to do the move that uh, Obi-Wan did on, on Darth Maul, 
that's the, why he did that move. He wanted to show Obi-Wan that he can do the move he did to defeat Darth Maul. Mm -hmm. So whenever he jumps and he gets his arms cut off... It just, he gets his, his other arm cut off uh, his and both arm, his legs. Other arm and both his legs. And just it just it's an emotional moment because it's like... Obi-Wan was backed into a corner where he had no other choice to to do that because like he knew Anakin would either kill him or the duel would keep on going and one of them will get tired. And yeah. it's just it comes to a boiling point. And I think it's I think it's very good that Obi-Wan won that duel. Mm -hmm. It shows that like it shows a lot of the themes of the movie, which is that even though, you know, the dark side has more raw power, the light will prevail yeah, if the you light will use prevail. the right. You know, Obi-Wan was doing everything right in that fight, and Anakin made too many mistakes. Yeah. Because you could just, the way they have it framed and the way you saw it, you can just feel the raw power coming off mm -hmm. of Anakin. But if you but, don't know how to use that power, you still will lose. Yes. And he took on his master and he lost. But, um... And that's when he becomes the more mechanized Darth more, Vader. At yes. the end, the movie ends with because, uh, Palpatine picking him up and seeing Anakin burning in lava. Yeah, burning because he... Basically burning burn alive, off, sitting burn down alive. at the lava bank. Mm -hmm. All his hair is burned off. His lungs are, like, filled with soot. And he has no burnt, limbs he's, left. He's burnt to a crisp. He, yeah, he's literally a t tortilla chip. Yeah. But and then, then he gets turned into the mechanized Darth Vader that we all know and love. Mm -hmm. The really infamous and scary black-masked behemoth. Yeah. A powerhouse. And then, you know, this is shortly after, you know, he just burns the bridge with Padme. Mm -hmm. He wakes up from the surgery and he asks, he's like, where's Padme? And Emperor Palpatine, who fully intended on Padme dying, was like, oh, you killed her. You did it. You did it. Even though he, he tech, I think yeah, he technically I th did. I, think, but I like I the theory where he reached out of the for out in the force and um, took the life from Padme and gave it to Andy. To gave it to Darth Vader just to fuel his anger. Yeah. That he's his inner hatred of himself and just hatred in general. That he lost the one he loved. He, he died trying to prevent something that he he did himself. Yeah. He literally turned to the dark side to protect her, and the dark side is what killed her. Yeah. But and the birth of Luke and Leia, and it's just And then you know it, the ending of that movie is so like grim. And hope. hope. Yeah. It's grim because it's like we just lost yeah but, you know we had these kids so let's go over real fast the last movies cause, okay the last movie seven the, okay we're just gonna the cliff notes these ones because we're not the biggest fans of them okay we're let's not, just be honest okay seven that was all right it was not too bad i thought that one was the best of the new trilogy okay. it was very nostalgic you got to see obi-wan kenobi the vibes were very you got similar to see obi-wan no, not obi-wan so ben ben uh han solo han solo, han solo. Yeah. names you got to see han solo you got to see like a lot of the old characters are too C-3PO, yeah. Leia. They reintroduced you to the universe that's yeah. been dormant for 10 years. And you know, but nostalgic. It was, it was kind of nostalgic, but it, they took a lot from episode 4. Anyways, episode 8, my least favorite. I did not like episode 8. Luke Skywalker is taken out like uh, not not too well, and it just it's not fun. It's not a fun movie for me. I, I liked it whenever I first saw it, but then I started thinking, why does that? Why did they kill off Luke Skywalker? The way I, there's... I see bottles. is it was a very entertaining movie, but I don't think it was a very good movie. Yeah. I enjoyed watching it, but then, like I said, when I look back at it, I'm like, this is kind of weird. Yeah. Like that whole scene where they go to the, what's his name, Poe, and his friend go to the other planet to find the code breaker. I, mm -hmm. That just felt weird to me. That was, that was weird. They, that was they very didn't need weird. that. Yeah. And then episode nine. Episode nine was just jam-packed. Rise of Skywalker. It was jam-packed with so much stuff that it would just became convoluted. 
Agreed. And like the thing with Palpatine at the end of it, spoiler warning, uh, Palpatine coming back like as a clone of him, perform his former self or something, that just felt out was, of nowhere. Out, it, it was out of nowhere, and it they tried convoluted. to. They, Kathleen Kennedy tried to make it seem like uh, Ray was always the chosen one, which is not right. Anakin's the chosen one, and the son of the chosen one is Luke Skywalker. I don't know why they did the whole Ray arc like that, but anyways, it was so away confusing. from that. Yeah, Episode Nine. Not my favorite, but not my least favorite. But anyways, um, I think they did good with the con the the how convoluted the first two episodes of that trilogy were. They tried, but they, they tried, but JJ Abrams was not able to do it. But at least we got to see Lando. Yeah, at least we, you know it was entertaining. The entertainment factor of that movie was extremely high. Yeah, but like the story wise, it was in the it was not it was in the toilet. Yeah. All right, but, and and before we give you our official rankings, we're just gonna. Touch on a few other series or class. Okay, we could say good or bad, or not, not even good or bad. Just Mandalorian. Mandalorian, great, amazing, amazing, so good, amazing, so good. Its second season was just as good, not, if not better than the first it's, season. It's so good, amazing. Bad you all should watch Mandalorian. Bad Batch. Bad Batch. I thought that was okay. It was okay, and just it it shows an interesting time. Between. In the interesting side of like clones and the transition from the from Republic, Republic to the Empire. Empire. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool too. Okay, Star Wars Visions. Visions. We've seen we've seen a couple episodes. I haven't seen it all. I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen the ones that I do like. But I, I love think it. it's really neat. I think it's neat because it kind of touches on like extended universe. Yeah, like it's like little stories of the bigger universe that isn't connected to the main plot. I think that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, definitely. So um, how? And then Solo, the Solo a Star Wars story. What do you think about that? I thought it was interesting it's... to see Lando and Solo, but I didn't think it was the best. It was not the best. But it was a nice. Um, I loved the heist. Movie. It was a nice heist movie. Yeah, it was a it was an amazing heist movie that happened to be Star Wars themed. Yeah, and Rogue One, I think, was amazing. I think it was a good war movie that mm -hmm. was based in Star Wars. Yeah, it was like I loved how greedy it it's was. It's like the Star. It's like the Disney version of um, Saving Private Ryan. Yes, and. Um, Suicide Squad because oh yeah because them, it was just a group of like all right let's we're terrible people but we're gonna do we're, a good thing terrible, and we're gonna we're, die doing it yeah okay I like that but uh, yeah no um, I right. mentioned the books and that was I like the extended universe and all that I have not read any of them but I've heard that I've, good. I've read it, I haven't read about them but like I've heard good things about them as well I, I like the extended universe I like the comics and stuff. And before we wrap up for today, um, we're going to give you our tier list, okay. which will be posted on the Patreon. So before I do that, I'm just going to plug our Patreon again. We have a podcast here. Uh, if you want to check that out, it's only 4 bucks a month. You'll see all the images that we have uploaded for, and the tier list will be on there. Uh, check out our Instagram at Bad Kitty Media, and check out our Redbubble. All our links will be on our Bad Kitty Media Instagram. So for the tier list, we have S tier, A tier, B tier, C tier, and D tier. On S tier... We both put, me the, and Joshy agreed that New Hope and Return of the Jedi are on that. Are on that, yeah. And we put The Mandalorian, of course, and Revenge of the Sith. And Revenge of the Sith. Those movies are all S tier. And I also included the Tartofsky Clone Wars on S tier. Oh, yeah. Because of it's, the, it's good. It's that really one, good. to me, is just amazing. And A tier, we put Bad Batch. Bad Batch and the newer Clone Wars. The longer Clone Wars series. Yeah. And Empire Strikes Back and Visions. Those... Those ones are a good A tier. Yeah, especially Visions. Visions quality wise is S tier, but it doesn't have much plot. Uh, there's some some stinky ones in there. Yeah, that's true. And then B tier. So these are the average movies, I'd say. Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, and Rogue One. And Rogue One. Those were okay. Those were okay. They were they were 
B-tier movies. Yeah. C-tier. This is where we get a little controversial. Force Awakens. Force Awakens is, I mean, because they were taking a lot from the first Star Wars movie. And just, it, they tried to rewrite things. And Solo, because it was a good, it was a heist movie. It was, a, it was, a, it was just a simple heist movie. It yeah. was a movie. And then D-tier, the only movies that we didn't really like too, too much was Last, Last Jedi, Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. D-tier. Not, not really the best, in our opinion. But hey, if you like those movies, it's, that's okay. You know, that's what's nice about them. Yeah, it's all subjective. Um, we... Um, we, I think I think that's a pretty fair tier list for this. Yeah, it's it's fair tier list, especially for us Star Wars fans. And um, I mean, it, it's what we think. <laughs> yeah, if you if you know if you feel any different, just hop onto our Instagram and leave a comment about how you feel the movie should be. We'd love the engagement. You know, even shoot us a message. You know, we'd love to hear from you guys. Um, is there anything you'd like to say before we fully wrap All this right. up? Real quick, favorite planet and where would you align it? As in. Uh, Light side or dark side? Favorite planet, Cloud City or or Endor. Actually, no, Endor. And I would align as Sith because I cannot control my emotions and I would, <laughs> I would not be an evil Sith. I would not be an Imperial Sith. But I think if I had to align, I would align as a Sith who like goes off and does his own thing, but Sith because I would give into my emotions. All right. Uh, I would align with the light side. I would, be, I would love to be a Jedi. That would be super cool. And... Um, uh, my favorite planet? It really depends. Uh, I do like Bespin, Cloud City, oh, but Cloud I City. do like um, uh, what's there's a couple planets in the Mandalorian that I thought were neat. The the planet where she he meets the hunter, like the lady. The, mm -hmm. No. Oh, that that one's not too bad. That one's a good planet. But all the planets in the Mandalorian, I think those ones are cool. Cool as that's cool true. as all. They have their pretty good selection. But um, yeah, no, that's basically what I wanted to cover. <laughs> All right. May the force be with you, audience. Uh, have a nice day.